welcome to Dogs On Air, the podcast that focuses on you and your dog. In my work as a dog trainer, I'm learning more all the time about dogs and, of course, about their owners. Scientists, vets and behaviourists are also learning more about where dogs came from and why they do what they do. In this podcast, I want to share with you all the things I'm discovering and have some fun along the way too. Come along with me. This is Dogs On Air. Hello, I'm Tracy Clark Sullivan and thank you for joining me this time. In this edition, we'll be talking teeth and gums. We tracked down a leading Swedish vet and lecturer who researches and teaches about dental disease in dogs. She has some amazing advice for us. We find out how a UK dog charity is making a difference in Ukraine, thank goodness, and celebrity vet Joe Ingalls tells us about his clever calorie canter, which will help with dogs' weight battles. In our past editions of Dogs on Air, we've talked about dog nutrition and we've talked about obesity. We're now turning our attention to dogs' teeth and how we can keep them healthy. Carolina Inland has been studying dogs' dental health and she joins me from the Swedish University of Agricultural Sciences. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. I was going to ask what the weather's like. Is it a bit chilly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> there is bits, a bit of snow and... Um... A bit of rain, so. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Carolina, just tell me how you came to be studying dog dental health. Uh, well, I've, I've been working as a veterinarian for a few uh, for a few years, and then um, uh, I started to specialize in, in dental health and in dental um, yeah surgery. And um, then uh, I uh, got contacted by by. Um, uh, this, uh, my my supervisor here at the Swedish University um, for a project concerning um, periodontal disease in dogs. So then I started my doctoral studies here, and yeah, that's that's the story. The rest is history. And the so rest is history. You've been doing a number of studies, haven't you? Tell yeah. me a little bit bit more about them. Uh, well, uh, f- for my uh, PhD, we did um, a, a large uh, nationwide uh, survey of uh, Swedish uh, dog owners and also veterinarians and veterinary nurses and their um, uh, attitudes and, and practices regarding dental health in dogs. Um, so we have published a few papers on that uh, and it was really interesting to see because we have we had so many respondents. We had uh, over 66,000 uh, dog owners uh, responding to the study. So what was the outcome? What's the sort of top line that you found out? Well, uh, I, I think one of the, our, our main uh, findings was that it was, uh, only, it was less than 4% of dog owners that brushed their dog's teeth daily. Um, uh, quite a few brushed sometime, sometimes, um, once in a while, um, and very many, of course, didn't brush at all. So... That was uh, one of the main findings. And this may sound like a silly question, but does brushing teeth have a direct impact on whether or not a dog has bad dental health? Um, yeah, it, it, it does. It does. It, it's really, I mean, it, it is the gold standard for, for dental home caring dogs to brush uh, the teeth once daily. Uh, we have uh, uh, this uh, disease, the periodontal disease or gum disease that is so, so, so common in dogs. Um, uh, in people, we have uh, 
tooth decayed caries, but that's really uh, not a, a, as big a problem in dogs. Their, their big problem is uh, periodontal disease and inflammation in the, in the mouth. And uh, brushing helps uh, tremendously <laughs> on that and also helps uh, for, for um, calculus and, and plaque, obviously. The periodontal disease, does it have, I mean, obviously, if we get fillings, you know, we get pain. Does it have more than pain to dogs? Does it affect them in a different way? Uh, Periodontal disease is um, uh, luckily not that painful uh, and uh, um, not in, in, in in people either. Uh, it is. It does cause discomfort when the t- teeth get loose and, and, and so on. Um, and also there's a risk of fractures because the tooth is loose. So, so the risk of fractures and also they have uh, um, shown in studies that it does affect the whole body. So uh, periodontal disease can uh, affect the heart and the kidneys and, and um, yeah, the whole body. Hmm. So you did the studies. Um, how are we all supposed to get better? We're obviously none of us very good, us dog owners, but ha- ha- are there anything that's going forward that's trying to make things easier for people? Yeah, but we, we, also are, we are also studying about this communication between veterinarians and, and, and dog owners and how to uh, best communicate this uh, practice and how we can help with uh, dental home care. Um, if 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 uh, one way forward may be uh, having a, um, a setup like the one in human dentistry where uh, we have dental hygienists and and dentists that regularly uh, check with dental home care and check if you have succeeded or if you still have th- those dental pockets around the teeth and st- so on um so i think that's really interesting in how we can evolve because we uh, still uh, quite early on in, in veterinary dentistry, I think, compared to, to human dentistry. Uh, mm. So there, there are lots, lots of things to do. And uh, I mean, periodontal disease is not the only th- thing that dogs can, can um, uh, suffer from. Uh, obviously, it's um, dental fractures are really common as well because they chew on these hard things. Uh, so it's important to, to know what to look for as a dog owner and, and um, also the, the veterinarian when they are checking other things, they can check for dental problems. Um, malocclusions are also common um, and small dogs more often get problems with periodontal disease and these uh, persistent deciduous teeth uh, with, mm. with uh, younger dogs. And, yeah. Are there any particular breeds who suffer more than others with... Yeah, uh, especially periodontal disease, uh, we have seen a clear, a clear uh, um, connection to, to body size. So the smaller the dog, the, the bigger the problem. But there are also some breeds that are predisposed to disease, like Chihuahuas and Yorkshire Terriers, um, but also uh, a bit larger breeds like, like um, Cocker Spaniel and, and Greyhounds uh, are predisposed. Bottom line is, what do we do? I started cleaning my dog's teeth and then she did the very small mouth, not being able to get my fingers in. So do you have any really good advice for us? Um, I I don't know. I think the the most important thing is just to start and and train it like you train any other uh, uh, trick with lots of uh, praise and and treats. Um, I think people may be afraid uh, using treats when training toothbrushing because we are so used to not we should not eat after we have brushed our teeth Uh, but it's not the same with dogs uh, since they don't get caries like we do tooth decay 
so you can you can use lots of, of treats and, and praise when you train and just start small just start with maybe the big the canines and, and start there for a few strokes with the brush and then praise and treats and and just getting it into that daily habit i think that's the most uh, uh, yeah. difficult uh, thing in 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 the whole uh, process mm. but the most uh, even older dogs usually uh, we can train them. We have seen that in another project we did with, where we used both both uh, toothbrush and um, uh, textiles for cleaning. Uh, there are these like little finger cloths you can uh, use when you start if you um, if you find that easier or your dog likes that better. So mm. that may be a way. Um, and and use some tasty toothpaste could also be a tip. And um, yeah, start on the outside, and and sometimes you can. Uh, go from there and then train also to brush uh, the insides of the teeth. There are an awful lot of products on the market. That, do they work? Some uh, have some effect. Um, there are There is a, um, um, a, an organisation, the Veterinary Oral Health Council, uh, VOHC, that is an independent organisation who, who checks for um, studies, for scientific studies that are made and that... Uh, products that have um, shown uh, an effect in a scientific study they can use their seal of approval and I think they have on their homepage they have a list of all the um, products that are uh, are uh, approved by BOHC so I usually recommend dog owners to look there if, if they want to com- uh, to use it as a, as a complement to toothbrushing um, it's not as effective um, <laughs> toothbrushing is far more effective but but they, they do some of them the products have uh, a certain uh, effect brilliant that's really helpful thank you mm-hmm. do, do you find yourself always whenever you see a dog instantly looking at its mouth and its teeth <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yes, i do <laughs> Uh, you can't really help it, really, can no, you? No, no, and I, I think, I mean, when, when you, when you look for it, you find problems. It's so common. Um, it, it's almost every, every dog over, say, three or four years, they have something, some problems with their mouth. So it's, mm. and, and besides this home care, it's important to, to do the dental checkups at the veterinarian with regular intervals, so, so they can, because, lots of things you can't see when the dog is awake. So they, they need a full anesthesia to, to properly examine every everything thank you to carolina endland for her really helpful dental advice and i have tried the cloth finger um, and it really actually does work it, it helped to make sure that my dog would open her mouth and i could then go and introduce the toothbrush afterwards you can find a link on the dogprofessor.co.uk site and that will take you to the veterinary oral health council site that carolina mentioned and then if you click on accepted products it'll give you all the latest products that are acceptable for um, uh, dental uh, chews and dental teeth cleaning and all of those kind of things so very worthwhile going to uh, clicking on the link on the page or if you want to go independently it's vohc.org and then click on accepted products for dogs in our last podcast we caught up with celebrity vet joe ingles who told us about his new company vetchef.com he also went on to tell us that he's got a very clever calorie counter, which might help with dogs' weight battles. I asked him to tell me more. 
our online platform, which is, is called My Vet Chef, which at the moment is a web application, but will become a native app in due course. But um, this has got some really detailed weight management tools on it. So when you put your dog's details in, even if you don't want to feed home cooked food, it will tell you exactly how many calories we think your dog requires. And we're in the process of adding lots of dry foods and wet foods, commercial foods to the database. So you can say, well, actually, I feed James Wellbeloved or Purina or whatever. And I feed this particular one and it will say, OK, well, you should be feeding 354 grams a day. Not, you know, as, as most of the packets will give a very broad range. It can be very precise. Mm. And then it can look at your your dog's weight. And if they are overweight or obese, help you plan um, through that, uh, reducing their calories in a really controlled and scientific manner to get them down to their target weight. So where do you see canine nutrition going in the future? I joked about dog restaurants, but hey. I, I, I'd be amazed if they, <laughs> they didn't exist. You know, and it's something I've toyed with. I thought, you know, could, could, we, could we tie this into Vet Chef? And who knows, maybe in the future. I mean, I think meal kits are, you know, going to come to the fore. And I think, you know, in a few years' time, there will be companies like ours and probably others doing hello fresh for dogs so you get that delivery of everything you need to cook an amazing meal and whether it's just occasionally um or as a topper over your dry dog's dry food but you know i think people will and are already switching away from just a dry food diet i think the days of just having a bag of kibble in the garage and scooping some out every day are kind of fading behind us and you know we owe it to our dogs to do better than that and we can do better than that you know and Again, just you know, the other advantage of, of these home cooked recipes is we can take into account um, the climate impact of of the recipes. You can choose to cook recipes which are plant based or more plant based or lower in meat or have meats which have lower carbon footprints. Um, you can use locally sourced ingredients. You can get beef from your local farm shop, um, so it's got less food miles. There's less packaging. There's less processing. So, you know, I think it ticks. This approach ticks all the boxes of where the world is going and our pets are going with them. So, yeah, I think it's going to look very different in mm. five years' time. I think um, the way we feed our pets will have fundamentally changed. Thanks to Joe, And you can find out more at vetchef.com. Now, nearly three years ago, Nadine Kayser founded a charity called Underdog International. The charity works with children and dogs and aims to positively impact one million children and dogs by 2025. The charity works in schools, it works on rehoming projects and on specific campaigns. And the latest campaign is to help those dogs and people who are suffering in Ukraine. Nadine takes up the story. We launched a campaign to help our friends who are um, in Ukraine and so we um, set up an appeal and we've got now a network of different partners that we're working with at the Ukrainian borders who are either um, supporting children and families with with animals with pets um, by providing pet passports and microchips and vaccines or um, giving them food for animals um, or we have people who are actually going into Ukraine and doing um, food and medical aid drops, which has all been sort of organised and sourced from here. So, yeah, a lot of um, energy in the last couple of weeks has been going on that, understandably. You know, the thing is, sometimes I, I, I see these things and I just think I can't just sit back and do back. nothing. Mm. And... Yeah. We've got a platform now and it means that if you do want to do something, you can quite quick, quickly you know, communicate that and mobilise something. And I'm really pleased to say that we've already had three vans go out from the UK. We've got five more going this week full of aid 
and food and nappies and you know all the sorts of things that are needed and yeah and they're getting out there so yeah, I must sad, admit, my sad times. My, sad times. my thoughts immediately went to those poor. The, the the visions. Some people have different visions. The visions I have of those poor people with their cats and dogs, you know, in bags leaving, and you're just thinking, well, who's left behind? You know, what? Who? Who had to flee without being able to pick up their cat or their dog? It really yeah, is. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. You know, if you've got terrible. the choice of your two children and your husband's not going to be able to come with you and you've got two cats and a dog at home. I mean, how are you going to manage all of that? It's so sad. So, yeah, we're seeing many abandoned pets. Uh, we've rescued with our partners 300 so far. Um, but, yeah, and we're seeing a lot of people with pets who are coming through as well. And, they're you know, they're family. And if you yeah. – that's the thing. A lot of people – maybe don't understand that but any of us that have had pets will probably recognize that they are you know they hold a place in the family that's pretty important for some mm. really you know very very important and to leave them behind would be devastating and many people we know won't leave um, certain places in Ukraine because they just don't want to leave their animals so mm. it's it's very sad as we know, it's a humanitarian crisis, isn't it? So, it is. Well, I'm very glad you've been able to pick up on on that uh, that side of it as well, and we wish you luck with that. So. Thanks. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you today and and to catch yeah, up on you. Underdogs International, um, and hopefully we'll follow your progress on Dogs on Air. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tracy, for the opportunity. Lovely to speak. Thank you. Nadine doing some amazing work in Ukraine and if you want to update yourself or perhaps even make a donation to her Ukraine campaign then go to theunderdog.org Well in this episode we've gone from teeth to Ukraine to dog's weight. I'm open to anything you'd like to cover in these podcasts. If you want to tell me about your favourite dog walks, if you want to tell me more about your dog, or if you perhaps want to ask a question that I can perhaps find the answer to by doing some research, do get in contact. I welcome your comments and ideas. You can contact me via the website dogprofessor.co.uk. Just click on the podcast feedback form on the contacts page. I'm off to try the treats and toothbrush trick. Wish me luck and I'll be with you next time on Dogs On Air.